NCETM podcast. I'm Julia Thompson from the NCETM communications team and today I'm going to be speaking to Victoria Moore. Matt's leaded us with Colliery Primary School in Town and Rear. I spoke to Victoria a few weeks ago about her school's journey towards a mastery approach in maths and one of the things that really interested me when we spoke was the impact on vocabulary and children's speech and language that taking a mastery approach brought about in her school I think it's a topic that teachers will be really interested in. So thank you for talking to me today, Victoria. First of all, can you tell me a little bit about you, your school and its context? Uh, yeah, so I've been maths leader at Usworth Colliery since about 2016. Um, and I've really seen this journey from mastery all the way through, really from mastery readiness to being a mastery specialist now. Um, we are a two-form entry primary school in the northeast of England, so we go from reception right up to year six. Um, and we also have within our setting uh, an ASD base, so we have children from across the authority who come and access our school, so both in the mainstream lessons and also in some very specialised provision as well. Um, we've got a Thrive provision too for children who have got quite severe EBD needs um, and both of those provisions are expanding in September so it's a really interesting and lively school to be in um, and um, like I said we're in the northeast of England we're an old colliery town um, and we're an area really of quite high social deprivation we've got around about 47% of children on pupil premium at the moment um, and within that some of the children have got a real variety in the support that they access at home but we tend to find that um, often they can lack really high level academic vocabulary input at home um, despite having other support so really that's why that was such a, a big push for us to work on this year. Wonderful so for those listening who are unfamiliar with teaching for mastery can you explain how the use and teaching of mathematical language is different from how it might have been previously? Yeah, so we've used um, over the years various different schemes, various different resources or textbooks um, and really through that whole um, approach for us adopting the NCTM prioritisation curriculum has been the biggest change because that really does push a very high level of mathematical vocabulary. Previously we've found that children struggle to reason about what they're, what they're learning in maths because they might lack some of the appropriate terminology um, so the prioritisation curriculum um, pushes that up to the next level um, and it really gives the children the, the language and the terminology that they need to be able to, um, to reason accurately um, and take that sort of wooliness away from them. Uh, we also find that stem sentences and generalisations are really, really embedded in these materials and they really support our children um, through um, through reasoning, through maths um, and this ambitious terminology, which sometimes seemed a little bit counterproductive when we know our children lack a breadth of vocabulary to suddenly give them all these high level terms. But actually, it's really focused their thinking and their ability to reason by being able to use the correct the correct terminology. And just just as a bit of context for people listening, the the, la the language is very ambitious, isn't it? It's um, it's, yeah. There's there's language that 
many adults, many teachers wouldn't necessarily understand. <laughs> yeah, we've got children in Key Stage 1 who are using the word commutative. We've got children who can explain the difference between the distributive and the associative law of multiplication. Um, regularly, children can talk about dividends, divisors, quotients, subtrahend, addends. Um, uh, something that I've I've got to, maybe in some of the other things that we might touch on. Yeah, one children use in augmentation and aggregation in their everyday math lessons, which just seems mind blowing. But it's really helped them to think about the structure of maths and what's actually happening and the things that they're doing by having the correct terms to use. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's not just kind of performative to you know using this language just for the sake of it there's actually a real purpose to it there's it's helping the children to actually understand what's going on in the maths yeah to see the structure of the different uh, either different operations that they're using or what's happening with the fractions when we're um, breaking holes up into different pieces and um, they've really got that that ability to get to the minutiae of detail by using the the appropriate terminology and don't get me wrong this isn't sort of we've introduced it and miraculously overnight this has happened and um, we've had lots of pushes on um oracy in school in general and how we build confidence in children speaking but having the terminology has really helped to develop the mathematical understanding as well and we're not we're not definitely there yet we've still got children who are working on this for sure um, but we have noticed a big, big impact since we've been working on this. You are in an area of deprivation. Your children are going to be quite language poor. And I think when we spoke, we were, we were discussing um, their, their backgrounds, the, the, the type of um, conversational language that they might hear at home and, and how that they were behind their, some of their peers nationally in terms of their levels of, of language. So you as a school it's not just in maths that you're looking at um oracy it's also across the curriculum is that right yeah and i think um we've we've used um concepts such as launchpad for literacy um across key stage one um other sort of communication qualifications that some of the staff in early years particularly have worked on um to try and just bring that general communication up and about but we do notice that subject specific vocabulary is is a real area for us to continue to develop in school. And since we've introduced that in maths, it's been really nice to see it um, go across the curriculum um, mm -hmm. into other subjects um, so that children are using now more subject specific vocabulary in history and in geography and in art and mm -hmm. music. Um, to really bring that about because we've seen the benefits that that it can have when children can articulate properly what what they're thinking. We've touched a little bit on the impact that adopting a teaching for mastery approach has had on pupils language and oracy. Um, how what's that been like for teachers to deliver because I imagine that there would have been some nervousness I, I, I mean we, we talked about some of the language I, I am unfamiliar with and, and so how, how have teachers felt about sort of starting to deliver that language in terms of their own confidence and subject knowledge? I think the big thing to say is that the staff at the Colliery are absolutely brilliant and we are a really big team um, and they've taken to this change really, really positively um, and I can only thank them immeasurably forever for that. 
Um, I think the first thing to say is that we went about this uh, this change quite gradually. So we trialled it in some year groups first, um, especially with with taking away the scheme that we were previously using um, to go towards the prioritisation curriculum. That meant initially quite a lot more work for staff. Um, so we trialled it in a few year groups first. And I think the staff just saw the benefits. Initially, they were really apprehensive and thought this is a lot of work to do um, it's taken me a lot longer to plan than it is just to pull something off the shelf and, and twiddle with it um, and so initially there was a little bit of oh I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this and um, I don't know how long it's going to take um, and then really within a couple of weeks they were they were coming back to me and saying I can't this is my lessons are going so much so much better and um, the children are really taking on board this vocabulary and it's really helping them to understand the stem sentences are absolutely immeasurable um in terms of the impact they've had um and i think these stem sentences have been a big thing for all staff because they've helped staff to learn some of that terminology and un understand some of those structures a bit better as well um so yes you're right there was definitely some nervousness at first um, and like I say, I can only thank them because they've really, really had to do a lot of learning themselves. And mm -hmm. um, for us, using the the PD materials from the NCETM have have really helped as well because alongside some of the representations and structures that they suggest you use to teach children the concept, they've got a wealth of CPD in there. Um, so apart from really everybody in my school becoming a mastery specialist. Um, or going on to some of the local maths hub subject knowledge courses that CPD in the booklet is really really helpful because it, it gives you all of that background that you need and explains the terms and how that links to the representations that you're going to show the children. Um, so what can you talk a bit more about the impact that you've noticed then in the school in terms of, of this approach to vocabulary? Yeah, I think it, the first thing that I did really for that was speak to staff um, and find out what they would thought. And one person just came back and said, talk, talk, talk. All we do is talk in maths a lot now. Um, and we tried to really remove some of the pressure of going straight to formal recording. Um, you know, if you've if you're listening to this podcast you've heard Debbie Morgan speak and you've heard about the value of children really understanding the mathematics before they just go straight to writing things down um so for us it's been a lot of a lot of that talk together um the stem sentences like I say so so valuable because they give children a frame to be able to speak in um and that really helps them to understand what's going on and through this sort of constant I say we say you say tell your partner tell somebody else tell me explain what you mean through all of that talk those stem sentences become an internalized way of thinking so children can put that reasoning into their own work much more independently um mm -hmm. the generalizations as well I think which some of these stem sentences lead to really help the children to come up with their own rules and to come to their own conclusion about what's happening to spot patterns um, and really really take that maths much deeper than perhaps if we weren't using a lot of this oracy and mathematical talk um, mm -hmm. another thing that we've come across has just been um, 
the way that those stem sentences translate to writing um, so that if children are asked to to record their thinking that that's much more fluent and natural than perhaps it had been because of that frame for thinking uh, is just meant that they're not phased about talking about maths now they don't have to really think a lot about what to say because the stem sentences are there the vocabulary is there and they just have to put that together with with this the subject or the topic or the concept that they're looking at at that time mm-hmm. um and our other year one teacher had said that she's noticed that it really gives the children who previously had been less confident more confidence it's not just been that ch- children who were already typically good at maths are getting better and everybody else is being mm-hmm. left behind it's it's helping to keep everybody together and move much more in line with each other and sort of narrowing the disparity in confidence between the groups of children as well oh that's wonderful to hear so so it's like a more equitable way of making sure that everybody's able to access the same mathematics it's just giving everybody those skills and tools to be able to do the math yeah, and that's what mastery is all about, isn't it? About everybody mm. moving together and there not being a chasm between previously rapid graspers and those who just mm-hmm. didn't get maths. Yeah, and I think some of the criticisms of mastery is that it can be very rigid and that it's 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 kind of everybody's slowed down and and some some teachers don't really like that. It's it feels it it's different to the way that maths has been approached in the past where everything's differentiated and you've got to constantly worry about pushing your high retainers and and but this is much more about giving everybody the language and everybody the tools to be able to do the maths and you you haven't noticed that maybe your high retainers are more frustrated as by you know having to do this you know repeat these stem sentences and that sort of thing absolutely not i think i think sometimes it's those real quick mathematicians children who do grasp number very quickly a lot of teachers will tell you that they're the children who struggle to reason because you ask them what they've done and they'll just say oh, i did it in my head or i just know the answer and actually they can't explain always what they've done so that sometimes they get to more challenging maths or they get to more deep problems or they have to connect different uh, content domains together And they really struggle to do that because it's almost like they've just repeated what they know rather than having to go through that explanation or that reasoning process. Um, So these STEM sentences really help those children as well who perhaps didn't have the language, but who had the innate mathematical ability. Mm. Um, And I think when you talk about differentiation, it's it's not that there is no def- differentiation within mastery. I think that sometimes is a bit of a misconception. Yes, it's everybody working on the same things together and that equitable delivery, as you say. But that's not to say that there wouldn't be scaffolding in there to support children. There wouldn't be use of representations or concrete materials or support from teachers or peers. Just as it's the same that there might be um, a push to um, take mathematics a little bit deeper, to think about rich problem solving or to find all the possibilities. And again, STEM sentences and mathematical language for that is really important because children can then explain how they know they've worked systematically or how the, the strategy that they've used to solve problems 
through using STEM sentences and having that high level vocabulary helps them to push that thinking a little bit deeper as well. So it's not just that everybody's going to be kept together with the same words at the same time. There are other mechanisms that we can use to support and to stretch and to deepen. Excellent. Do you do any explicit teaching of certain mathematical terms? And if so, how do you go about this? Uh, yeah, we do, because because as we've mentioned, the children do don't automatically come in with those those terms. My year fives didn't come in knowing what a dividend or a divisor or a quotient was. So, yes, we do explicitly teach those. We would teach them alongside the expressions or the equations um, and we would refer to them. We'd use the stem sentences. We do a lot of uh, we say, you say, I say, um, not in that order necessarily. I say, we say, you say. <laughs> um, and also something that we um, have worked on in school has been this idea of pre-teaching. So we have two different types that we would do in school. Sometimes it might be a couple of days before a lesson that's coming up um, and it might be something new that the children have never experienced before. And we might know that there are some children who just need a little bit longer on that. So we would um, we've got some really, really brilliant teaching assistants in school who work with the children beforehand. They teach them the vocabulary. They teach them what it means. They might look at some of the STEM, STEM sentences um, so that the children come into the, the lesson feeling a bit more confident and they're not going to be ambushed by these gigantic terms. Um, the other type of pre-teach that we do might be um, in the weeks before we know we've got a block coming up. Um, and the children might go through and perhaps consolidate some of the prior learning from the previous year group um, that that we know they might need a little bit of help just to to catch up on. And again, the vocabulary and the language within that would be really important. Um, so our teaching assistants do a, a remarkable job of, of pre-teaching our children that sometimes before they come in to the lesson. Um, and another thing we might look at would be the use of frame models when we're introducing concepts. So um, when we think about what a fraction is, we might look at defining it. We might look at the characteristics of examples and non-examples. And again, within that, the vocabulary is very important because we want to be specific um, and really build that language up around the whole idea of the concept. And where practice works best um, we tend to find that staff have got working walls that would display that vocabulary. Um, perhaps I mentioned we have um, quite a level, high level of SEND need in our school. So um, sometimes that might be practised in colourful semantics if that's been identified as a, as a strategy for particular children. Um, and also have a vocabulary display wall that's built up over the year. So it's there for children to refer to. Um, and hopefully try and help them to embed that into their long-term memory. Well, that brings our podcast to an end today. I hope you found it interesting and thought-provoking. I'd like to thank Victoria for speaking to me and sharing her insight and experiences. And thank you for listening. All of the resources mentioned by Victoria are free from our website, and you'll find links to them in our show notes. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do share it with colleagues and follow us wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode.